Hello again, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Mysteria podcast. It is with great pleasure that I introduce to you for the second time a dear friend of mine, one Mr. Matthew Sloan. We recorded this episode back in the summer where we were face-to-face. Since then, Matthew has moved to Finland to complete his degree, his master's degree in forestry. And, of course, very proud of him and very excited for the opportunity that he is pursuing. I, of course, selfishly do miss him very much. I really enjoyed the time that we had together, especially over the summer. We were playing a lot of guitar together and hanging out and smoking cigars and uh, talking about music and picking his brain about his artistic process. And as much as I enjoy talking about the passion of music that we share, uh, very near and dear to our hearts, uh, he's such a positive guy. He's just a great person to be around. And uh, I am very much looking forward to when we get to be face-to-face again. Uh, But in the interim, we get to enjoy uh, this conversation that we had, and I hope that you enjoy it as much as I did when we recorded it. So thank you very much for listening, and enjoy the show. Your perspective on a Joe Satriani quote that I came across, which we'll get to later on in the conversation as well, but this quote, when it comes to writing and recording music, that it needs to be 1% wrong in order for it to be right. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think that's a good quote because, well, I think what Joe's talking about is that none of us got it perfect and that... Music always has to be a a moving thing that you know it can't it it can't be a hundred percent it will never be a hundred percent and sometimes we it's not that we're settling for less in our music but at least we're trying to do the best we can with what we have and it's never going to be the perfect result but you can do something with your music. And that is to try and make it as best as possible. I wouldn't say my music is 100% any of the time. It's probably more like 70, but (laughs) I think it's fun, you know, having a bit of imperfection in an art piece. There was a video I watched recently, which I thought was funny. It was, I, I forget what type of car, but after they manufacture it and they put it on the road, the owner usually goes and like basically scratches the back end of the car and (laughs) ruins it it just and someone was saying how like the car can't because the the car is so beautiful you only god can create perfect things and so then the owner just realizes that oh it's not perfect you know it cannot just be perfect and and so then he goes and scratches the back end and then I thought, oh, that's kind of neat, like, as a perspective for music, too, because even when things are, we think they're perfect, it's kind of nice to just not make them perfect and have your music as, like, a more, yeah, just a really embodiment of the natural. And I think that's nice. Mm-hmm. 
a lot of places I can go with that. I think first, because you said art, so that's really interesting to me. And by the way, we're recording this with, we got our guitars. Yeah, so if you hear a guitar, just... Because <laughs> I'm like, I thought it'd be kind of fun. Don't be I'm shocked. Like, we'll uh, sort of squeeze squeeze it in into mm-hmm. the conversation. Yeah. Which is funny because I'm extremely uncomfortable with um, my playing being heard. He's, But he's very good, I must say. <laughs> <laughs> You're very I appreciate good. that. I don't think that's true, but I very much appreciate everything that. you do. Is <laughs> 100%. <laughs> All right. Now you're full of shit. Now now we know. Now we know. It's okay. <laughs> but with so with art, so I just mm-hmm. got my forearm uh tattooed finished now. So yes. I got my left forearm is done. Yeah. And speaking to that, like the little imperfections because music and I mean, okay, you can name, like, the list goes on. But there's really, like, the perfect thing, right? Like, perfect's Mm -hmm. not... Perfect's not a great ideal. It's not a great thing to strive for Mm -hmm. because it's unattainable under any and every circumstance. Perfection Mm -hmm. is a relative concept anyway. Yeah. Um, Because how are you supposed to... There is no real objective in that way because what's perfect mm-hmm. music to you uh, is not going to be perfect music to me mm-hmm. as right. a helicopter goes or some type of plane goes overhead uh, speaking about perfect podcasting <laughs> 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 but i think that the little imperfections are what gives it mm-hmm. gives it that personality you should be striving for excellence excellence right. is a good thing to go for um i agree because at least it gives you some type of direction. Now, what does excellence mean is that's where we can get into it. Right. But speaking of the artwork and the tattooing, mm-hmm. uh, with the so the same artist did my front, like the front half, and then he just completed the back half. And so I was just showing him, you know, the front, like how it's healed. And yeah. there's a couple spots where the, like the line is a touch out. Right. And there, cause I remember I flinched. So that was my fault, you know, and there's just like a couple of these little things in there mm-hmm. and, but I like it cause mm-hmm. I notice it and it's something that it, it gives it a little mm-hmm. bit of character and it gives a yeah. little something extra, something unique. Right. I think there is something kind of beautiful in the sense that you're likely not going to make that same mistake twice mm-hmm. or that same, but, but even the imperfection itself, it still isn't the same the second time. Right. If you do happen to make it the second time. That's true. Right? So there is something that, that mm-hmm. unique quality yeah. that shines through. Right. And when you, let's say, if you're building a house and you are the person designing it and implementing the design, there's, you are the one who's going to know where it's, where the imperfections, where the, the holes are, you know? And I think... I think that's an interesting idea because when you're creating music, it's like you're creating a landscape or I think of it like a, a forest almost because it has various layers and um, there's colors and different things. So in terms of like, I know where the music maybe isn't perfect or maybe somebody who sees or hears my music might think, well, that wasn't the right thing to do and but really i think that music falls as a maybe it isn't so much about what is right or wrong but more about what what we feel right Mm 
Yeah. And yeah. we don't always feel perfect because that's not who we are, you know? And, and how boring that would be. I would hate to be perfect. Wouldn't that be boring? <laughs> yeah, it'd be quite That'd boring. That'd be horrible. Because you'd be just stuck. Nothing's wrong <laughs> ever. Day. Doesn't that piss you off? Nothing's yeah. ever wrong. What the hell? I'm always right. Can't deal with <laughs> sure. that. Sure. I need to be upset about something. We can't have this. But... Put that man aside. <laughs> I must also say, uh, we've been interrupted by the service industry every single time we've, last time was an ambulance, this time it's an airplane. Yeah. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Brutal. Someone's but... car alarm going off, bogus. And we're in a, we're in a, mm -hmm. we're not outside. We're like Indoors. in a room right now. <laughs> it's like shit, all this background, background <laughs> nonsense. But, but I, I think when it comes, I should say that like, yeah, nothing will be perfect, right? And I think that's part of the, that's part of the artists. Um, sh I shouldn't say it's the battle of the artist. Right? Yeah. When we're talking about. That's the fight right there. Yeah, yeah. Because you have to realize that nothing will be perfect, but you're also to some degree striving for some level of what looks like perfection. So maybe we could say that perfection isn't necessarily a good thing to always strive for. Right. But that's sort of what is nagging at you in the corner of your mind because you want it to be perfect, but you know that it will never be perfect. Mm -hmm. And so there's, there's a moment when the painter leaves his brush and says, okay, it's finished. That, you know, that person realizes that, okay, it's now ended. <laughs> so. I think that's a Da Vinci mm -hmm. quote, I think, something like that, where, mm -hmm. where he said that no no work is ever complete. It's only ever abandoned. Ah, there it I is. I think something like that, which I thought was very interesting considering that he painted mm. a hell of a lot. <laughs> like he did. Like there's That's like true. a huge, he's got a huge mm -hmm. amount of, yeah. Unless that, uh, that might not have been Da Vinci, but some painter did say that more or less. <laughs> could be him. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> which is thought provoking. But so yeah. in my very, I have very minimal mm -hmm. songwriting mm -hmm. experience, mostly because my relationship with considering that i have a very extensive guitar collection which i very proudly massive. showed off yeah and amazing <laughs> yeah i may have told all my friends about it <laughs> it's it's cool i got a lot of guitars i'm very happy to own yes um mm -hmm. but my relationship with music has always been or at least from the writing perspective mm -hmm. um not much to do with it more just kind of like noodling around and you know it's a hobby for me right and the nice thing is i'm at a point now where because i'm training for all this crazy you yeah. know pull up and chin up stuff I'm, I'm really making an effort to play because you need that outlet you right. need that because i've very basically just abandoned that yeah which was tough like almost for a mm -hmm. year i like barely picked up a guitar i think i picked mm -hmm. that up like a handful of times in a year which is horrible and sad. Right. Because, like, those instruments need to be played, right? They need to be mm -hmm. cared for in that way. Yeah. But anyway, with the, with the writing perspective, Jordan Peterson advice, actually, where he was talking about writing in general, mm -hmm. where he said, when you're in the, in the writing phase, don't edit yourself. Mm -hmm. just, just write. And yeah. if it's crap, you'll get rid of it. Get rid of it after the fact, but put it down because yeah. you may be able to spin something out of that. Mm -hmm. um, so when it comes to music, uh, there's a few songs that I've had that I actually got decent feedback on. And even when I listen to it, I'm like, OK, like that's good. That's good. That 
can probably go that can be better oh that was really good let's expand that and then let's just get rid of that ending bit so mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like my approach has right. always been okay I'm acting like i do this all the time but for the few times where i felt <laughs> okay. inspired to write yeah yeah it was feeling mm-hmm. what does that feel like what does that feel like to listen to what does that feel like to play mm-hmm. and so for you who mm-hmm. you have an album do you have more mm-hmm. than one yeah two two and I'm sure you've got a hell of a lot more stuff that's never singles, been recorded and couple singles. future stuff that yeah. will be recorded yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. that you have yet to even create, but it's going to be coming at some point, right? Yeah. So there's right. a lot of music. There's a lot of music in this side of the room here. Yes, <laughs> true. We're, we're when it comes in. to the writing mm-hmm. and talking about, you know, it needs to be a little 1% wrong to be right. Mm-hmm. Where do you feel best? When, when, at what point do you feel like, all right, that bit of music or that song, I, I'm good with that. We can cut that and, you know, it's a finished product. Where does that, what does that feel Mm -hmm. like? What does that look like? What's your opinion on that? Yeah, that's a good question because I think in my first, okay, the first album that I made was Peregrine and I recorded that in, in Korea and Cool. I didn't know <laughs> about any editing. I just did them in one take. Oh, cool. Yeah, sure. So, Start to finish. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know really what it meant to like edit a song. Um, but my second album, I, I had done... Mostly I do all the practicing before. And then I make sure I have the song down that I could play at any time as if I were recording. Because usually when I'm practicing, not always, but a lot of times, I pretend like I'm playing in front of people. Oh, so, interesting. Okay. So I just think as if I'm playing in front of an audience, what would they think or something. And so what is that? how does that affect the output? It just makes it more, for me, it makes it more natural. Like I feel like I'm, I'm more playing for, it's kind of weird, like I feel like I'm myself. But then sometimes I'll be writing and I feel like I'm kind of writing more from my in, inside. So like my, my soul, basically. And that, that is when I feel the most natural. And I think in terms of editing, I, I think there's, there are moments when I've been through songs and then thought, okay, this is... Like, this could be way better. Right. And I I just thought to myself, like, I could change some things, but maybe the, those changes will come later. I just need to finish it now, you know? Yeah. So I'm... Yeah, there's a, quite a number of pieces that I thought, oh, okay, when I, when I re-listen to them or listen back to them in the studio, I go, oh, geez, like, oh, I could do this or I could do that. And so then I just... I would add them in after, but yeah, I think it's hard to know when to stop because there's a, usually I feel when it's stop like when it's time to stop, I can feel it. Right. Like I just, I'm like, okay, I've said enough. Like it's like an assignment. I know, okay, how many, like how long do I want this to be? And then I just allow myself, okay, the time and make sure that I've spoken what I need to speak and mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of weird. Like I don't, 
maybe I don't think about it. I just kind of, it happens. I just feel like, oh, this is complete. Right. There's a feeling of completion that arises, which is, I don't know if it's, that's a, yeah, I don't know if other people feel that way, but I, I certainly do. I think a lot about that when it comes to my training, which is interesting. Yeah. Because you, mm-hmm. you have a certain number of, okay, I need to lift this weight this many times. Yeah. But then, I don't know, like, if, I think you kind of, and again, it's it's challenging because, like, the stuff that I'm doing is so out of the, it's mm-hmm. just so abnormal, right? Yeah. And so it's very interesting to hear other regular people just talk about regular training. And it's just mm-hmm. like, okay, fuck, like, you're, you're, like, we're just not... The danger, like the thing that you always want to avoid is, which I think a couple of years ago I was not as good at where mm-hmm. it's like, just because you're doing something different doesn't make you better or worse. Right. You're just doing something different. You're just doing what you know is right for you. Yeah. Right. And you want to be careful mm-hmm. about like getting that, like, oh, I'm so cool because I do All this. Pride. Yeah. You don't do that. And it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. that doesn't, that's not a cool, mm-hmm. that's not a good look to have. But when you kind of talk to just, just kind of hear other people's perspective on things and you just right. go, oh man, we're just like on completely different playing fields, right? Right. The reason I bring that up is because, so that Satriani quote mm-hmm. was from this documentary. Actually, I didn't even show you the USB drive. It's actually on that desk over there, but it's it's in the shape of a guitar. <laughs> That's what that was. Yeah, yeah. I was looking so at it. So it's a it USB earlier. drive. Yeah, yeah. That's so neat. So, so I I got mm-hmm. I, I can't even remember what it was. It was a yeah. bo- a box set of some sort for yeah. his album. This is like three albums ago. So this is a while ago, and it came with uh, a bunch of like extra. Mm-hmm. audio files and uh documentary yeah so i actually thought it was i, I forgot about it and then mm-hmm. i thought it was a concert because mm-hmm. i've been listening to a lot of concerts lately yeah. um like blu-ray and dvd mm-hmm. that i have right um and in, in lieu of watching like something on netflix or mm-hmm. whatever like if i'm gonna spend my downtime i'm i'm basically watching fights <laughs> on ufc fight pass or i'm yeah. watching concerts you That's know nice. or, or music videos That's things really like nice. that um, but I get into this, this documentary mm-hmm. and I'm, it's excellent. It's called beyond the supernova mm-hmm. and just hearing Satriani. I forgot mm-hmm. how much I really liked that guy. Mm-hmm. Like I forgot, oh yeah, this is like one of my guitar heroes yeah. for sure. I mean, I'm just such a huge fan of his, mm-hmm. but then hearing his perspective on mm-hmm. how he writes and how he performs. And it's just like, oh right. dude, like. He's just on a completely, like, it's just so interesting when you, cause there's levels, there's levels of professionalism. Right. Mm-hmm. And to me, as far as music and touring and artistry with the, with an instrument, he's yeah. in the upper echelon for sure. Right. I mean, he's such a professional. Mm-hmm. And just to hear that and you go, Whew. like it really, it's very awe inspiring right. where like you can't help but feel uh, humbled that mm-hmm. like, man, what a privilege I get to listen to this guy. Right. You know, listen to him, listen to his approach and listen to his music. Yeah. It's awesome. Mm. That's really nice. That is really nice. He's, yeah, he's, he's quite a guy. And he, it's neat to hear him say that though, right? Because I guess sometimes like from the outer sphere looking in, we think all oh, these people are just perfect, you know? Mm-hmm. 
So to have him say like, actually, no, that's not, it's not the way it's supposed to be. It never was. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's really nice. Yeah. Well, and I think it's just inherent mm -hmm. humility, right? I right. mean, I think that just acknowledges that mm -hmm. no matter how good something is, it can, well, it can always be better, but kind of what makes it good is the mm -hmm. fact that it is a little bit wrong, mm -hmm. just a yeah. little bit in the right places. Right. There you go. You know. Yeah. I, I agree. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. I like that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. I've also been Same. reading a lot of like way more philosophy and psychology lately. Like right. You'd a tremendous amount. And you were into knee deep in mythology too, eh? Yeah. I'm, I'm more waist deep now. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting into it. I'm getting so into it, be man. drowning. I'll yeah. Oh, yeah, it. dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's pretty interesting stuff but like even um what's his face orpheus the yes. greek demi demigod mm -hmm. i can't remember who his parent what his parentage is um i'm pretty sure he was a demigod i gotta get into that story but like the very brief overview yeah. um with him is that just the, the level of importance that music had mm. in greek culture and, yeah. and just the fact that he orpheus Mm -hmm. So the story goes that he, he eventually works his way. He has to go into the underworld, right? And so once he gets down there, Hades, who's the man down there. <laughs> right. I mean, he brings everybody together. Mm -hmm. So yeah. he brings everybody together on in like the world, right, with the mm -hmm. animals. And he plays his music and people are crying and they're like, they mm -hmm. just, they're compelled. They're hypnotized by him. Like, it's yeah. just so compelling, right? And even when he goes into the underworld, same effect. Really interesting. Right. Right? Right. And so it's like on both sides of reality, right, he's able to captivate with music. Like it just goes to show the level of importance that music has. Right. In that way. It just, especially music that's meaningful to you, not like think of the genre that you hate most and then you're hearing that you're not going to feel compelled. You're going to be like, Ugh, this is terrible. Like yes. put something else. On right. It, right. Right. But it's just, yeah, I don't know. It just, it, it's fascinating when a culture that old. Right. And it kind of ties back to what we spoke about last time, which mm -hmm. was that music is beyond language. It's a language, but it's one that is not spoken maybe. Mm -hmm. So no matter where he goes, Orpheus, he goes heaven or hell people will still feel something. But I, I like that idea though, that he, that people still felt something in a place so dark, like a place so grim. In a place that you think it wouldn't do well. Yeah. And right? maybe, yeah. But you could, yeah, you could think maybe it was so beautiful that they were crying, you know, or something. Mm -hmm. and, and so in a place so dark and, and I, you, I could think of probably a hundred places where that, that would apply in our own lives right? oh yeah <laughs> where you could listen to the same song and then it you know affects you differently i guess and yeah that's really neat though i i like that idea i've been finding that with music too now that i've i've kind of mm -hmm. changed especially with my training it's i'm really stepping it up and i mean the training that i did for the the chin-up record a while ago i mean yeah. it's like amateur compared to the stuff now which is cool um yeah that's true but when you're not training mm -hmm. 
as far as like making the time to do the things that you care about and the things that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, watching fights for me is like a really, it's just a really enjoyable, I love watching it because I'm yeah. like looking at their footwork and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, what are they doing? You know, trying right. to figure it out. Uh, and same with music technique, yeah. Where you're, you're just, and it just hits you like it, especially like I listen to music loud as shit. So <laughs> it literally is hitting me in the face, you know, right. it's just, it's just blasting at you. Mm-hmm. And it's just interesting how you'll hear different notes and you, you'll mm-hmm. be able to tell me. So with my very limited musical mm-hmm. vocabulary, yeah. what I try to do now is I'm, I've kind of moved away from, and I'm and tell me your thoughts on this. Like when you first kind of started, mm-hmm. I want to sound like X, Oh yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I kind of had that because obviously you decide to pick up an instrument because someone or a group of artists inspired you to play. Right. I mean, that's just yes. how it works. You want to be like them. Right. Right. And so mm-hmm. then you kind of also have to realize, like you kind of get to a certain point, and at least for me, I know I will never be as good as pretty much any of the men and women uh, musicians that I look up to. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, there's not enough time. Yeah. There's not enough time to do it. You, you yeah. won't ever be as good. Mm-hmm. But how good can I get? Like how good right. can I become? Right. And then I think with that, shift in mindset now what i start to do mm-hmm. is i go so easy example uh royal albert hall um joe bonamassa mm-hmm. can't remember the year because he's played there a bunch he's got a bunch of albums from there but this would be 2008 okay something like that yeah it's the blue cover i remember oh. it is the blue cover of mm-hmm. the, the cd and the, yeah, the blu-ray but uh he opens with django Oh, yeah. And the third or fourth note, he has a bend. There's a bend in there. Mm-hmm. And that note, when I hear that note in particular, mm-hmm. I think to myself where, so before, like a few years ago, I would think I want to play that song as well as him. Mm-hmm. Now I'm a little more specific where I'm like, if I could play that note in the same way, that it makes me feel hearing him play that note, that would be a huge success. Yeah. I want to feel that mm-hmm. when I play that. Right. So I don't know. I'm kind of rambling because I'm kind of trying to find my way through this. You but said, you if that sort of makes any sense. Yeah, you said something really nice. Um, For the listeners, sorry. Yeah, I think it was... I'm a little bit amped up today, too. So <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> as I was explaining to Matthew on the drive over here, I'm like, dude. Testosterone I'm, raging. I'm... I'm working hard today. It's I'm good. a little it's bit good. out of it, but, look, but I'm definitely dehydrated. I like too. that idea. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I was going to say the idea that you are like knowing that you'll never be as good as those other people that you sort of model after. Yeah. You could say that you'll, you'll never be as good as them, but you'll be good in your own way. That's right. And that's kind of what we have to live with. Cause I mean, Maybe maybe Joe does a bend, like he does something, and then and then you do something and it sounds different. Right. But you're doing the same bend, right? It's just the yeah, way. Yeah, we can play the same. The way note. you're made basically is yeah. gonna affect the way that it sounds, and so 
you're never going to sound exactly like Joe, but you could have the feeling that's right of being him in a way or like you're yourself, but you're playing. I want to feel that what excitement he's giving me that's through his feeling. The f- yes. Cause he's feeling it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, <laughs> of course yeah, he is. He's, he's a pro. He's, a, I mean, he's, he's a, he knows what if he's, yeah, he's in yeah. it. And so you want to, f- yeah, you want to feel what he's giving you. Right. And that's sweet. That's a sweet idea. Because I think in my own, yeah, I guess kind of what you were saying before, in my own, like when I was starting as a guitar player, I wanted to sound like, basically I just wanted to sound like Tommy Emmanuel. Right. And all my music that I tried to write, all of it just sounded like he would have written it. Right. And I thought, well, this is annoying. I'm kind of getting tired of this. I mean, I love his music, but it's... Like, not me, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's when I kind of had a moment of, okay, like, thinking that I should probably, st- you know, start listening to what I need to do. Right. And it was interesting because he, there's an interview where he mentions about listening to to singers, and singers were the ones that inspired him to sort of oh, okay, be his own person, you know, and or to play the way he plays. And so I thought, okay, maybe I should listen to singers, like people singing, you know. And so that's when I started to do that. And then I... Who'd you, who'd you um, jump to? Who'd you listen to? I'm sort of an oldie. Uh, I really like Nat King Cole. Okay. He was sort of my my main guy. And then I started listening to Tony Bennett and... Uh, who else? I'm trying to think. Oh, Vince Gill. Do you know him? Yeah. He's oh, a yeah, good, of course. Good guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, all that I know you like Elvis. Elvis a lot, yeah. yeah. Elvis. And Me too. The Ramones, too. That's who we grew up with. But And so what did that what, what did that do for you when you listen to that? What did that do for you? Oh, it gave me soul. <laughs> right. Okay. It gave me soul. It gave me like a, a heart for the music, you know? Because before I just used to think of it as like a technical game. But then when I started to listen to music that had feeling and was really just filling, I don't know, I just felt like I didn't have to eat, you know, I was just full all the time. I started to realize that, okay, this is, you know, now I can write music with feeling if I sort of model after them. But yeah, and sort of use that to find my own kind of find my own way and Mm -hmm. do something different yeah so that's kind of what it did it gave me a voice yeah because i before i was like kind of just listening to maybe a few guitar players i wasn't listening to anybody singing just guitar interesting which is which was interesting yeah it was interesting (laughs) yeah but now i think yeah, now it's different because I still listen to like a lot of the old singers, and yeah, but I, I would say I more focus on when I'm playing. I I try not to think of that. I just think about okay, what am I feeling, which is a good question to ask myself. I think, and it really helps. Yeah, especially when I'm writing. I can just like think, okay, what am I feeling today? Right. What am I, what inspires me? 
and, and then I could just do something. <laughs> yeah. So, it's a cool sound. I was just thinking that. I'm like, yeah, oh, just let, let him play the sound. <laughs> that was neat. But, um, yeah. So that was a, it's a pretty nice idea. I think when I was playing guitar earlier on in my life, yeah, certainly when I started, it's like having training wheels. When you're riding a bike, you need somebody or something to guide you and to help you along your way. But there's a moment where those training wheels have to come off and you have to say, okay, I am my own person. And I need to realize that now before I just like end up playing basically I want to, like, just playing like Jonah Bonamassa my yeah. whole life. And then, I'm not a tribute guy. I don't want to be a tribute guy. <laughs> I highly recommend that nobody becomes one of those. They're good, but... <laughs> they're good, but seen it's... seen lots of Elvis guys. Like, what happened the, to those days? The way that you just said it. They're good, but... <laughs> right? I mean, that's, that's what it is, though, you know? What happened to those guys? There was a time when you would see, like, hundreds of Elvis Presley impersonators. I don't know if you've it's ever... It's like a seen... Vegas thing, I guess. Because yeah, that used to be like a really, like, that was like in pop culture. Yeah, we used to go down to the, where was that? Like Grand Portage or something, Minnesota. And then they used to have like Elvis impersonators at the, at this uh, festival. Probably like, some really good the Bayou ones. Boogie. Oh, that's a good name. <laughs> and they, and they, like, Sorry, in Minnesota. Yeah, in Minnesota. Bayou Boogie. Boogie. Yeah. There ain't no Bayou in Minnesota. <laughs> It was quite the event. <laughs> Still a good name. Still a yeah, good name. But, but they'd have Elvis impersonators, <laughs> all kinds of stuff. I don't see that much anymore. But yeah, you don't want to be that, I think. That's a good... Some people are meant to do that, but yeah, you don't want to do that, I think. Because, yeah, you have to find your own voice, and that voice needs to be... Because it's like contributing to the larger basin of music, right? And so... Like we, yeah, I think that's just the way it should be, right? Like maybe some painters have inspiration, but their paintings are still an expression of how they see mm -hmm. things. So sort of modeling after that and saying, okay, I'm going to write my music. I'm going to do it. Maybe I'll take some licks or some things from other people that I, I think are cool. But at the end of the day, I, I should just do what I think is answering what I want mm -hmm. to hear. And then hopefully other people will also enjoy that. <laughs> well, and I think in a mm -hmm. bigger picture thing, too, same with athletes, like like any type mm -hmm. of uh, celebrity. That's yeah. why it's always so interesting to me. Like, they're just people. Yeah. Like, literally, at the end of the day, like... Mm -hmm. Joe Bonamassa, Joe Satriani, right? I, they're my guitar heroes, definitely. They're yeah. just dudes. Mm -hmm. Like, they're just regular guys who just happen to be very skilled, mm -hmm. very passionate, and very creative at a particular thing. Right. That's it. I mean, I'm sure they're like decent enough guys or whatever, right? Like, I don't know them. Hopefully. But yeah. I mean, you hope, right? I mean, they <laughs> right. seem like, you know, decent enough. Yeah, but, right. I mean, they're just regular people. So, the fact that it's just it's just a person, isn't it kind of goofy then to try and be them? Like it's just it's just a person. Yeah, like if you're gonna go to the effort of trying to be someone else, why would you not just go through the effort of trying to be yourself? 
-hmm. get the most out of yourself, right? Like why, why not? If you're going to expend that energy, why not spend it in that way? I don't know. Right. I think a lot of times it's like, because it's too scary to be yourself. Well, there you go. And right. Because that makes you vulnerable, right? Makes you vulnerable. And so people are just afraid of trying to be themselves. And so that's that's when you get all those people who are trying to be someone else and hide hide behind another person. But I think I think to be honest, the best way to live your life is just by doing the hardest thing possible, right? And I think you believe that as well. Oh yeah. You know? <laughs> And do it so that you find yourself and that you're, you're always being yourself, you know, and you're not afraid because <laughs> the world obviously, yeah, I would say that in, in the world, it's easier to, to be someone else. Yeah. And to just, cause it's not you. So it's like a job. It's like you just work. Yeah. Full time on trying to be somebody else. And, Put a mask on, right? Yeah, yeah, and that's it. Hide behind that, and no one's gonna ask questions. And then, but if you're truly yourself, like all those great musicians, I think people will like you more. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Authentic. Yeah, it's authentic. Authentic. Yeah. I think that about comedy, because oh. I I was thinking that like. What's the most recent special that I watched? I watched some of Tom Segura's new special because I really like his podcast, Your Mom's House. So I was watching his um, special. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, if I was to say, mm-hmm. like if I was to reenact his, yeah. his entire special or whatever, the, the portion, a bit, five minute bit, say it word for word, pause mm-hmm. at the same mm-hmm. spots that he pauses, do all that identical it still isn't going to be it's not going to be as funny it may be you may over right like just you may overemphasize a touch somewhere else or you may Mm -hmm. like it's just no matter what you do you can never yeah you'll never be that guy yeah Yeah. because it's inauthentic it's not you you're still a guy trying to yeah be another guy yeah (laughs) Because Tom had to think of the idea, like he put all the work into it, right? Yeah. He's the one talking, and it's coming from him, right? So maybe it becomes, yeah, if, if you're trying to copy that, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. It's like acting, I guess, in some sense, right? Yeah. Like you could act like, I don't know. Yeah, you could act like Tom Segura, but <laughs> maybe people won't laugh as much. Right. <laughs> They'll probably laugh at you behind your back more because like, look at this clown trying to be. What the hell is this? <laughs> True. Yeah, yeah, I could imagine. <laughs> and so, a, a not so subtle segue, but that um, mm-hmm. if you don't mind pulling up that Roman quote for me, so while yeah, you do sure. that, um, the guest doubling as the producer. This is how we do it here. <laughs> here we are. But a good author recommendation. <laughs> This guy is actually quite popular. I've just found mm-hmm. out about him. His name mm-hmm. is Ryan Holiday. Okay. Uh, I just bought four books of his. So oh, I just, nice. Yeah, wow. they're uh, pretty interesting. So I'm mm-hmm. two pages into one of the books. <laughs> real good start. Real Make a real dent in it. 
uh, but just got him. I'm quite excited. About light it. feather has yeah, fallen that's it. So that's um, good. That's good. He he's a uh, so he's an author and mm-hmm. he's got like a dozen books out or something. Like he's really he's got a very extensive catalog. That's really good. And so he was on a podcast that I quite enjoy. And so listening to this conversation mm-hmm. and coincidentally well and the reason that i listen to the podcast is because i'm reading about very similar stuff that he happens to be writing Mm. about so i'm like oh very nice there you go a little synchronicity going on there and so (laughs) i came across this uh, roman quote Mm -hmm. if you have it up if you wouldn't mind reading it a man cannot step into the same river twice because because it is not the same river and he is not the same man that's a and it's by Heraclitus, Heraclitus. Which I think is Roman. or A Roman, yeah. It is Roman, not Greek. Okay. Uh, I think that one, like, I've heard that before, and I've mm-hmm. heard, like, variations of that before, yeah. so it's, like, a relatively popular... Oh, it's not, like, an unknown thing to... Apolo- um, apologies, ladies and gentlemen. He's, he's, he's Greek. Oh, he is Greek. Okay, <laughs> sure. Yeah, um, he's... So, that's a neat quote, I think. And so I got thinking about of- music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think about that as it relates to music? Well, we were talking about this a bit mm-hmm. about perspective, right? Right. And about how you feel. And if we think of music as a river flowing, so that could be the music. I think of that when I write, that's what I think about as uh, a river. Yeah, it's fluid. It's fluid. Yeah, it's not a static thing. It feels nice, you know. Um, It's not rushing. It's not a tsunami. It's it's a river, and if if you picture yourself like standing by the river and you're about to, you're like, kind of like drinking from it. Maybe if you you go there, you step into it. Maybe when you go back in it's going to feel different because things change and you change and the river changes, maybe the temperature or something. So, it, but it is, the question is, is it the same river? Right. That's what I get hung up on because it's, it's easy. F- I think it's pretty straightforward mm-hmm. for me to understand because I've, I mean, and you'll know this from your own experience. You when you think. listen to a song that you've, yeah. you've heard, because mm-hmm. I, I actually, it seems to be, and I'll ask this to you right after, I, it doesn't seem to be a very common thing where people mm-hmm. listen to the same music that they listen to when they were a child. True. I listen to Kiss songs, because mm-hmm. Kiss is like number one for me. But I, yeah. I've been listening to Kiss since I was like in the womb. <laughs> like literally, right? Your dad had it. Like for real. Yeah, yeah, I for real. I can imagine, yes. So explains a lot. <laughs> yeah. But I vividly remember on a Walkman, Mm-hmm. freaking portable disc player yeah listening to my favorite album when i was like five was turn on uh crazy nights mm-hmm. turn on the night was my favorite song from that album but crazy nights the album yeah i still and listen to that and yeah. enjoy it just mm-hmm. as much i enjoy the music videos even more wish i could wear all the shit that paul stanley wears oh, in that music yeah, video it's kind of sick yeah <laughs> he's the guy uh-huh. um so then when you hear something different on a mm. piece of music, it's very easy for me to understand, just as I said, that, well, obviously, I'm not the same person as I was when I was five. Right. So that part of the quote... You've grown. 
course you've gone through different. different things like that's very we we got that the story but is the song is it does that change the song because you're also interacting right with the river you're interacting with the river you're in it you're you've stepped foot in it you've touched mm -hmm. it you've changed the flow yeah. of the of the water even just slightly just by having your feet yeah. in it or your legs or your body or you're yeah. laying down in it right mm -hmm. you're temporarily altering the course of that right so i'm just kind of i don't know this is kind of philosophical but i mean that's okay and I i'm just kind of curious what you think about that I'm not really sure what I think. I'm just kind of talking. If you think of <laughs> music as maybe music is like a, hmm, it's like slowly revealing itself to you as you grow, maybe. Right. So, but I so okay, you're that's growing. Good. Yeah, you're that's going good. through stuff. Yeah. Right. You ha your life is before you when you're five. Okay. You have so much life to live, and then now you're 25, and you look back. You're listen the same song is still relevant to you, but it's relevant in a different way. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It could be real, right? I st there's songs that I still listen to that I still think are very good that perhaps I listened to when I was, a, yeah, a kid, a kid. What's that? Uh, Elvis Presley? Yeah. Heartbreak Hotel. Love I st that song. Still listen to it. It hits me differently now, because now I know maybe more about life. You know, I know more about Elvis. I know. So all that kind of just is m mashed into a beautiful salad. And when you hear it, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> you just have a different perspective. And in terms of the river, like if we're thinking of it as a river, yeah, when you sit in the river, yeah, you're altering the the shape or yeah. the flow. And so maybe, yeah, I don't know. Cause music flows through you. So maybe it's like a, you're interacting, you're speaking with it. And then as you grow it, like it tells you more. So it's, it's kind of a, it's a gem of wisdom really. Like, it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's like, um, a teacher really. That's what music is. No matter what kind of music, I don't know. It's, well, okay, we could certainly say maybe some music isn't so much a teacher, but okay, talk about that because <laughs> yeah, I'm curious about that too. I was, uh, yeah. Maybe there's morality that comes into play there, right? right. Some music is just about. Ass and titties, and right, yeah. Some music is just about, like, uh, could be, you know, I don't know, more about the spiritual connection that people have, you know, like, what a wonderful world. By when Louis Armstrong sings it, the whole world thinks how beautiful the world is, you know. Um, Which is funny because just to pick on that song, whenever I hear that song, I'm like, fucking change it. Oh, God, yeah, so every, boring. Everybody. <laughs> and it's like people just love that song. And I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> Marcus has a different opinion, but. Yeah. But it's <laughs> funny, isn't okay. it? Isn't it funny? It's, it's actually like funny, yeah. Certain things, you know? Certain things, yeah. It's, yeah. And then, you know, like even. So I guess it's just different, you know?
Yeah. Like different songs say different things about their focus, you know. Mm -hmm. But sometimes music can be a great teacher because it can teach us what's wrong and right too. Like yeah, like oh that song doesn't sound good to me. I wonder why. Maybe it's because it's talking about doing drugs, and I don't want to do drugs. I don't know. Could be. Could be. I don't know. I mean, and like, then it again, could be right? A teacher, I right? mean, or it could be. Oh, maybe I want to. <laughs> well, and and just to that, right? Like, I mean, it sounds like we're getting yeah. all like, oh, so spiritual with the music. But like, but, my favorite genre is rock, and a lot yeah. of that is like you're talking about it's it's sex drugs and rock and roll right mm -hmm. i mean that's what it is yeah. like buck cherry which is like yeah. one of my oh favorite my i love buck cherry like they're it's very great. good and like the opening line yeah, to uh lit up mm -hmm. is i'm on a plane with cocaine and it's literally about the time that he did coke for the first time and that's, that's a, the whole song it's know, fantastic it's song. song it's great it's the story of his <laughs> it's his fantastic you know yeah, it's a great rock song. So, <laughs> but but in that regard, like when mm -hmm. I listen to that song, what am I feeling? Oh, I'm not really thinking. I'm not really feeling or thinking about any type of morality. But I'm feeling good because it's fun. It's fun. It's a fun yeah. song, and it's kind of humorous because right. it's like, what a ridiculous line! Like I'm right. on a plane with cocaine to open. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> like, I think there's a bit of humor and in that like, too. And you're like, yeah, there's a bit of a. And I'm like, yeah, let's go. Like a super, <laughs> like it's so in so out of the pocket that you're like, I, wow. You're like, well, I wouldn't do that, but okay. But, uh, but yeah, I think there's a certain, I don't know, it, like if we think about, so yeah, maybe the 24 or 25 year old you stepping into the river is the different than the kid. Right. Because if you think about a child maybe would play in the water. And a man would be a little would, more, I would say, would, yeah, a little more uninhibited mm -hmm. for sure. Right. Cause yeah. you, that innocence of yeah, just being the, young, the right? childhood innocence. Yeah. But an, an adult would look in the river and maybe see something different like food or something. <laughs> That's know. why I wonder too, like, cause I yeah, know. I don't have that experience where, mm -hmm. I mean, in my musical, like, okay, even with kiss, I listen to more kiss yeah. now mm -hmm. than i do right. than i did when i was young yeah like i'm cool with uh, like i like the b tracks a lot more and mm -hmm. things like that so yeah. my my vocabulary with them is is expanded right but i, I just wonder like speaking of what you just mm -hmm. said i wonder what that is for people who whose musical preferences mm -hmm. change more on the dramatic side because mm -hmm. like a subtle change is kind of natural as a you know, just yeah. a consequence of life. It's right. a little more reasonable right. to understand. Mm -hmm. But like people who make radical changes, I'm curious what that, why? Like, what is that for them? I wonder. Because I'm sure there'll be a few different answers, but I'm sure there's some concepts that are underlying for sure. It has to be. Yeah. It's like anything. I mean, there's always some type of it's underlying. Like part of them is revealing. Yeah. Maybe it like captures part of them that they didn't even know they had. Or want to get rid of, right? Like, that's what I mean. Like, when you move away from something, mm -hmm. why is that, you know? Yeah. Because at least in my mm -hmm. circumstance, with a handful of bands, I love them more. Like, I, I'm more into them as I get older. I enjoy it more. And I discover different things. So that... Yeah. But that kind of doesn't 
fall in line with mm -hmm. that approach where it's like, shouldn't you be kind of moving away from it? But then again, if you're becoming more of who you are, mm -hmm. then more of yourself is mm -hmm. revealed. Right. And that's, it kind of has funny way of showing itself, maybe in music, maybe in the art that you hang up in your office, right? <laughs> right. Or the clothes you wear. Like it sort of reveals itself in different ways, right? You know? So I'm just kind of, I don't know. I wonder about stuff like that. That's true. That is true. Maybe it like, it strikes you. Yeah, it strikes something out of you. I don't know. Yeah. Like burnt. I don't know. Yeah, because some, some people like listen to hardcore rock and then maybe they turn to something like classical after a while. I don't know. After a while, maybe. Or, hmm. Yeah, it could be that something is being revealed to them. Mm -hmm. That it's worth stepping away from something else, right? I don't know. I don't know. That's weird, though, eh? Because music is really a spirit... Like, it is sort of spiritual, you know? Like, it does have that sort of side to it where we can understand music as a sort of spoke... It's like an unspoken body or communication, right? So maybe... Maybe it, like, tells somebody something that they didn't even know. They... Yeah, like a new a new form of themselves has been created as right. a result of this music. That, yeah. And like we talked about the hero's journey, like going out and then doing something different. And then then you have stories sort right. of that you bring back. And maybe that's kind of what that relates to. You find a new style of music, you go out, you hammer away at it, and then... You like get obsessed and then you come back and then maybe that old the what what you would previously have called home you know comes back to you you know mm, that's an interesting thought i like that i don't know could I be i take that yeah yeah i like that i don't know it's like a trip hey yeah could be could be Yeah, so, so that could be it. <laughs> Food for thought. Mm -hmm. We still got a bit of time. Yeah. We're doing okay. This is an interesting podcast. I, I haven't recorded in a really long time. Last time I recorded was with you. Really? Yeah, months ago. That's months ago. That's a, Yeah, that's a while ago. Yeah. Jeez, it's been eh? a long time. May, was that? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. I've been busy. Yeah. <laughs> what are you? Yeah, you're working. What aren't you working? I've been on? busy. I've been busy. I've been real busy. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Always planning, plotting, working. It's fun, man. Yeah. 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 But That's you a good know, thing. like speaking of, because I think this kind of ties in. We're just freewheeling here, people. I'm just. It's summer. I've been working all day. I'm exhausted. Definitely a little dehydrated. We're just having fun. But. Um, yeah. Thinking, because I've been thinking about the podcast. I mean, when am I not thinking about anything, right? I always think it's kind of funny when I, I've been thinking about. I'm always thinking about something. Like I just can't ever shut it down. Very, very seldom am I able to shut it down. Um, it's good. Certainly, it's good. a beach in San Diego helps. That that, that Solana Beach, baby. That's where it's at. Oh yeah, that's a, that's a good place to be. But when it comes to the, so my thought with the podcast and how it kind of relates into this music discussion that we're having, 
like just kind of like giving less of a shit about mm -hmm. how you come across or because it's like even like the only thing that I try to monitor is I suppose my language because mm -hmm. like I talk like a trucker like I really do curse like mm -hmm. a tremendous amount which mm -hmm. is like I don't know it's not like the most endearing quality that I have um, mm -hmm. and especially like depending on the crowd that I'm with then it's just like open right. season kind of thing right so as far as <laughs> editing myself I, I do try to mm -hmm. kind of keep that in right. line um, Cause it's just not as, I think it, you kind of also sound a bit dumb. I feel like if you're just cursing all the time, yeah, it's like you can't true. think of another word to use. Um, just once but in they're a while fun to use. Good, you know? <laughs> That's why I like saying it. It's fun. It's fun to say it. But yeah, yeah like just kind of giving, like just who cares? Like, mm -hmm. okay. But like, right. this is just sort of who I am. Right. Like, and you know, you're getting like the version of me on this recording right now is not the same version of me from our last podcast right because i'm just not i'm a little more banged up especially today i've just yeah. been working all day so i've just yeah. been getting beat up all day your, your body is tired like yeah. tired but so you know you're you know. you're gonna come across a little bit differently it still is you yeah, more or less you. right i mean it's still within reason it's still you mm -hmm. is still a fairly accurate representation of who you are <laughs> but you're seeing different layers right yeah and uh -huh. so i wonder like as that relates to music and again, you have more of the writing background, mm -hmm. but like, I don't know, like, did, did you ever have that, that maybe self-consciousness about your, not so much the playing. Cause I think that's like a given where, mm. oh, I just want to be sure I hit the right notes. Like, yeah. okay. There's a level of that, of right. course. Mm -hmm. Um, but like a little more beyond that. Cause it's a little more superficial. And I think that's everybody who plays mm -hmm. an instrument will always have that fear. Like, I don't want to hit the wrong note. Right. Cause right. it sounds bad. Um, but yeah. more about that, like tying into how we were saying about how it's a reflection of you as a person. Yeah. Uh, did you have that self-consciousness and what did you do about it? If, if you did. The self-consciousness of being a, per like of me. Of playing your own music. Mm. Yeah. Cause I'm, cause you have two albums out. Which yeah. is why I, because that's kind of what intrigues me, because I always get this anxiety uh, about the, for my equivalent would be po the podcast. Yeah, it there's always... always a part of me that's like, man, like I'm just, I just kind of feel, it's strange to be putting yourself out there when there's people in like 30 countries who listen to this podcast like regularly, and I'm just like, I don't know who you are. I've no idea. I don't think who we'll you ever are. meet, but. Like it's, no. oh, I mean, I'm cool with it. I'd no. love to meet everybody, I don't but know. it's just like, like yeah, it's but strange, isn't it? Like you don't know, right? Like, yeah. And what are they You thinking? might never see them. You, so you don't know what they're thinking. Yeah. Right? And even if you met them, you don't know, you know, it's what just are strange. they thinking? Yeah. It's strange I, I to have that. like that. It's, it's unilateral, right? I feel that. Okay. So tell us about that. I think I get, I get, I used to get really scared writing music. Because it would reveal a part of me that I I knew the world didn't know about. Uh, especially in high school, when I wrote um, when I I wrote Rocky Roads, which is the first song that I played in the session last time. I like that one. And I wrote it for my hometown, and I thought, well, what, 
just gonna write this song about my hometown. It's pretty simple. But I played it for my high school, like at, in grade 12, like they have this like yearly talent show. And I would think to myself like, well, what, what is the world gonna think of this song? What if they don't like it? What if, you know? And now like, what does that mean? Does it mean they don't like me? Or like, who am I, you know, to this song? I am the person who birthed this song and it's a reflection of myself. And so if they don't like the song, does it mean that they don't like me? And I always thought like that was, it's, it's quite a, it's quite a thing to think about because it can really be like a, a parasite. It just like eats away at you. But then there was a moment, I think later on where I, after I had played that song in front of everybody, I felt a rush of excitement because I thought, well, I could speak my mind. I could just do what I want to do. And that sort of made me realize that actually people, like people care, but people also don't really care too. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so that's it's right. like, that yeah, they, right? yeah, they might have their um they ha might have their emotions or opinions about this but at the end of the day they're going to go home and just live their life and right that's okay we shouldn't take it to the nth degree and say that no one ever cares about you <laughs> that's but, right yeah that's right but yeah. i would say that people care it's just that they're not gonna put their whole life into it you know it's just if they don't like your music it's okay. People can have opinions. Not everybody has to love you, you know. So I started to realize that, yeah, people, not everybody needs to like my music. So it's really just me who has to like it and has to realize that it's myself talking and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And then allowing that other people to experience it, you know. So instead of thinking of it, it as an open room like an open door that people can just like walk in, you know, do whatever they want, like like a rage room or something. Right. It's more like a. It's more like a. I'm I'm, in my house, with myself, you know, just playing music, and then people can listen in if they want to. I think that's a better way of looking at it. So, and if somebody doesn't like it, they don't have to, they don't have to stay. The door is open. <laughs> you know. That's the kind of idea I have about my music. So there is a bit of that ego detachment, too. Because what you're saying is mm -hmm. like, you know, if they don't like you, whatever, man. It's like, okay. You know, it's not, it's not an, a, an affront mm -hmm. to you as a person. No, but it, it can sometimes be if you... You can kind of feel like that, though, sometimes. Yeah, if you really sure. like that person or you really like that thing that you're, you've written and somebody comes to you and says, actually, I don't like that which I've had done, and that also hurts because it's part of you, you know? It is part of you. Yeah, well, mm. it's that outward expression of mm -hmm. whatever's in, you know, within you, right? It's like, yeah. Because I, I like to think of my music like a child, right? So producing an album is like a child for me because it's a process and it, like, incubates. <laughs> Maybe it's more like a like an egg you know it's like incubates and you're trying to get the right you know all the everything right and then all of a sudden now you have your 
your thing and it's ready for the world. And you don't know what's going to happen to it. But you have to have that detachment of actually it's okay. Whatever happens, happens. I did what I thought was right. And that's, that's it. So when I made my first album, I was very scared about that because I, I just never had, I guess, in my life opportunities to really, you know, just speak my own mind and be okay with it. Mm -hmm. And it was the first time in my entire life that I, now the whole world is going to hear what I'm thinking or I'm feeling or whatever. Yeah. So I, I always, I thought that was so scary. And then after a while, I thought, like, once people started saying, oh, I actually like that song, or I actually like that, you know, that was a good song, or, or I listened to your album in my car, or I have your album sitting in my house, and I play it once in a while when my wife and I are making dinner or something, you know, and then it's like... I thought you were going to go somewhere else with that, but yeah. Yeah, I haven't had that yet. <laughs> but hey, I'm you like, know. As, as soon as you start that sentence, I'm like, is he really going to say that right now? I'm like, no way. I'm like, that was wild, dude. Well, my wife and I are making love. That's it. Like rock and roll, dude. <laughs> I was listening to Maliola when our first child was born. <laughs> I dig it. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, I think there's a certain level of excitement after that you feel and a motivation that, oh, actually, people don't mind listening to me. And I can I can just write and not be afraid that people are... Yeah, even if people have opinions. I remember the first hate comments I got. Oh, yeah, let's talk about and, those. And those are those were difficult, because I... Do you were... remember what they were? <laughs> what were they? Yeah, one of them was uh, a guy, he had said, oh, I could be famous in Korea, too. <laughs> Or something. That's kind of funny, actually. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, nice man. <laughs> I was like, thank you. And the other guy, the other guy commented, "What did he say?" It was, <laughs> it was so funny. It was along the same lines, to be honest. But it was like a bit more like punchy. He said, right. "Like, oh, like, oh yeah." To be honest, like, it's not that hard, you know, to make an album and and do everything. And you know, he, it's not like he's he's you know. He's famous or anything. Right. <laughs> I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm just trying, you know? It's not, it's nothing, it's serious, but it's nothing, you know. It's not everything. It's not everything. It's something, but it's not everything. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. I was like, wow, okay, nice, man. Well, thank and you. and when it comes to, like, the negativity, um, mm -hmm. I've actually, get, I'm kind of starting to get a little bit more of it where I'm hearing whispers now just because like I'm training for stuff and it's kind of mm -hmm. be becoming known at least in like the circles that I'm in, you know, with the training and stuff. And then, you know, people will make up their own stories about, Oh, you know, like the reason that you're doing that is obviously because you're imbalanced of some sort. Generally is like, that's, that's like the common theme, they, right? They call you like uh, unstable or something. Well, that's the, well, and, and to which I go, you damn right. <laughs> Like, this is what I do. Like, I look for Things situations that are extraordinarily challenging, and I just dive headfirst into it. Like, let's go. Yeah, that is imbalanced. You're damn right. That's how I live, right? So, like, <laughs> it's okay I, to I be think that of way. it. Yeah, I think of it as, like, a badge of honor. Mm -hmm. um, not, cause any, not because it's... It, that's the point. They come across it as, like, pathologizing. There's something wrong 
Mm. And I'm like, no, there ain't nothing wrong. I'm just built this way. We ain't built. <laughs> we're built different. Yeah. And let's be honest, like 90% of my approach is, is learned. Like I'm where I'm at because I've learned. I'm not, no one's just wired a certain way. And that's like the reason, like that you can learn shit. Like when I asked you, remember, I asked you, oh, are you doing this challenge for a cause? Yeah. And I was thinking to myself after I had asked you that, I thought, well, that's kind of, why would I ask my, <laughs> why would I ask that? Because maybe we're just so used to listening to people do things for a cause. But that, that is the case. And you're like, oh, actually, no, I'm, I'm doing it for myself. I thought that's a good cause. <laughs> Well, they, that's, yeah. And that's what I say too, right? You know? I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, and it's like, oh yeah, it, it doesn't have to do it necessarily for something like a uh, charity. The charity could be just for himself, you know? And you know what? If it's genuine, then great. Yeah, it's I've great. done it. I got a, I can, no, so I, I got gonna a say plaque that right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plaque I got a plaque there. right there. 11 grand. That's great. Not bad, right? <laughs> Not bad. For running for two days. <laughs> Not bad. But anyway, getting back to this like negative yeah. comment thing. They hate you because they wish they could be you. Yeah, I mean, true. just straight up. I mean, it's that's true. just, that's like my attitude towards them. Like, dude, like you couldn't, you can't hang with me at all and you know it. And that's why you say the stuff that you say. Because if you can knock me down a peg, it makes you feel better, right? And so like for you, it's like, yeah, I could be famous mm -hmm. in Korea too. I don't see you doing that. <laughs> Where you at? Right? Where you at? Yeah. You don't want <laughs> right. to make those comments, but I don't see you. That's true, I guess. I mean, it's just straight up. You will never meet a hater doing better than you. That's it. Straight up. Yeah, that's true. But when you're, yeah, when you're young and you don't But understand, it still can sting. It can sting. You're like, oh, well. It amuses me. It's like, 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 I'm at a point now mm -hmm. where I actually enjoy the negativity. Yeah. Because I understand how to use anger to mm -hmm. motivate me. Right. Which right. is actually a little bit more, it's actually more complex than you think. It's, mm -hmm. it's actually quite an art to that. And you can study for that because right. I study. Yeah. Like this is not, oh, I'm so special. Uh-uh. No. I just, I learn and I take those lessons from people far better mm -hmm. than me. Yeah. And I use them. So but you can figure that out. You would say that you would take, so you take that as an energy almost. I, yes. You use it. Yeah, you convert it. Convert it into something that makes you fight for something greater than yourself. That's right. Because really... if that's what you're doing, you can just fight forever. That's true. That's really And then I would actually say the next level to that is you're not fighting, but you're dancing. Ah. Because you can only fight for so long. Mm. Fighting, and that's aggressive, right? Obviously, mm -hmm. it's a fight, so you're yeah. attacking. A mm -hmm. dance can be aggressive too, but in a more graceful way. Right. Right? Because yeah. like when you see ball, like I love ballroom dancing. Mm -hmm. Some of that is very aggressive in the movements, but okay. it's, it's paradoxically very graceful. Yeah. Right. So mm -hmm. it's got the strange, it's interesting. Right. You know, but yeah, once you kind of find how to utilize that energy, I actually am at a point now where I appreciate, cause I'm just like, you, you don't know who you're dealing with right now. Like you're making your negative comments thinking you're knocking me down. Right. You have no clue what you're dealing with. <laughs> right. Cause I'm like, I'm going to take that and I'm going to use that. Yeah. And thank, you're going like, to see. Thank you. And, yeah. I can use that. Thank you. Yeah. And you're going to see some shit. Yeah. Right? So that's neat though. That's a good idea. I think to convert negativity into positivity. And I was thinking as well, like my friend and I used to talk about kind of like dancing, dancing in the dark or dancing with darkness. 
because then that way you're not necessarily over overcome by it mm -hmm. but you're you're just playing yeah so you're contending with it you're contending yeah. and and that's what makes you the stronger person that you could be because you know what the darkness looks like and that may be way out of context but no no i think it, i mean we, we've drifted I way think, off at this point we'll I keep going yeah we're just yeah, we're, we're, we're drifting we're sailing we're in the we're river dude. we're in the river on the, we're flowing in the river on the shores living in a van down <laughs> by the river chris farley yes uh-huh but the um yeah i think that that idea is true because that's kind of what maybe i do i just i realize the darkness and then and then I just go, well, it's there. And it's kind of fun to, to play around with, but I'm not going to immerse myself in it and kill myself over it, you know. Because um, it kind of, it can eat away at you, right? And, mm -hmm. and that's not what you want. You want it, you want it to push you. There's a medium where both your, where, where your feet are standing sort of on each side. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what makes you stronger. One thing that I was thinking about, I haven't talked about it for a while. And then I talked about it recently with someone mm -hmm. where it was um, skeletons in the closet. Hey, you've heard that mm -hmm. expression. It's a common expression. Yeah. Have a drink with them and sit down and talk with them. Mm -hmm. Right? Like think about that visually. Like if you're at a table mm -hmm. right now and mm -hmm. you have empty chairs, but the, the skeletons in your closet are occupying them. Yeah. Right. And you get to speak with them. What, what would that look like for you? Right. Like how, yeah. how does that, the thing, you know, the, your insecurities, your vulnerabilities, your things that you're ashamed of, mm -hmm. like, what if you just gave them a voice, right? Cause the inherent, I guess the thing with that expression is that they're in the closet to be forgotten to the external eye but you know it that they're there, right? Right. Like I'll put something away mm -hmm. and you don't know what's in that closet, but I know because yeah. I put them there. I right. know exactly what's there, yeah. right? You but know, to you, you know what you're hiding. It's the facade, right? Yes. And right. so it's, it's mm -hmm. interesting then like, so you don't want them to be seen. You don't want them to be heard by not just the people around you, but yourself because you locked them away. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So what if you just listen to them? Right. Let's just communicate with them. Like, what if you, what if you did that? Yeah. How would that, what would they say? What would you say right. in return? Could you have a drink with them? I mean, I think you should. Yeah, you should. You should. It's a real interesting exercise. It's I, a very interesting exercise. I had a exercise. weird image, like they're waiting at the table with their beer. Kind of, right? Yeah. And yours Don't you is get just that? sitting there. Isn't it fun? And <laughs> yeah, it's kind oh, of Oh, I don't weird. know. Maybe we have different ideas of fun. But interesting, <laughs> right? Because like you kind of get like that chill almost, right? Where you're like, oh, oh, damn. Like they're all at the table. They're all waiting for me. Date oh. night. Right? Yeah. But like you don't want to go because yeah. you're like, look at these, look at these dudes here. This, mm -hmm. this, right? Right. It's kind of scary. But I, then. I think that's fun though. But because... what if one of them just pulls a chair out for you and you just goes, let's just hang out. Let's just hang out. What's, What's up? What's going it's on? It's kind of weird, but you know, it's, I think it's. It's kind of nice. I think you know? so too. Yeah, yeah I, I think, think so too. Maybe that's what we're supposed to do. I mean, I do it. Yeah. Like literally. Mm -hmm. Like literally, mm -hmm. I've done that where I'm sitting at an empty table. Mm -hmm. And you're thinking about... No, I see them. Mm. I see them. You literally see them. Mm. 
Cause it's like, you have to do that mental exercise, that yeah. imagination where yeah. it's like, no, no, no. Like we're going to actually do this right now and have a, and have a discussion. We're going to have a coffee together and talk yeah. and just chat it out. And that's okay. That's yeah. That's and kind of the next level to that tough. is interesting mm -hmm. when they talk to each other. Ah. So it doesn't have to just be you. You can be at the table and be quiet and let the skeletons talk to each other. Mm -hmm. You can do that. Mm -hmm. You should do that. Right. You'd be surprised what they would say. Mm -hmm. It's a real interesting. That's neat. Mental. Uh... The nice thing about psychology and all that is mm -hmm. like some of the exercises, man, are pretty damn cool. Yeah. You that's know? interesting. But I don't know. Some of the stuff that that's I do. That's a new exercise. Yeah. I should do that. Give it a go. I, yeah. I guess kind of. I'm trying to think of situations where I've I've done that. I guess maybe similarly, but I don't think about the skeletons. Oh, black fly. Yeah, big fly. Massive matter. black fly. <laughs> but um, I think there are situations where, yeah, maybe usually that's when I, I decide, okay, I'm going to go out into the forest and think about these things that are killing me and kind of converse with them. But I'm not conversing with I'm conversing sort of with myself, you know. I guess oh, yeah. that's kind of what you're doing. It's all parts of you. It's parts, They're all of, parts you of you that are yeah. co compartmentalized and then embodied. That's right. And they're just in front of you. Mm -hmm. Just, yeah. It's like, yeah, I think that is better than not doing anything. Yeah, because maybe one day that closet will be too full and you won't have anything to put there. Yeah. You know. And and that that isn't easy. And also, why tuck anything away? That's true too. Why why why? Like, what's the? There's certain things that should be kept to yourself. But not hidden from yourself. But not hidden from yourself. I agree with that. Like, right. I think I think that's the truth. Yeah, I I think there's a time and a place, and mm -hmm. in personality is a big factor in this. Like extroverted people, yeah. such as myself, I have a really hard time keeping shit to myself. <laughs> Where I'm just like, I'll say, like, whatever. Like, I'll just say it, you yeah. know? And I'm like, oh, probably shouldn't. Yeah. That's why, I like, with the podcast where I'm like, ooh, maybe I shouldn't. I don't know if I want that revealed. <laughs> but if it's just yeah. you and I talking, I'll tell you. Right. And it I, may not be anything, like, that big of a deal. But it but personal it, enough where I'm like, hey, you, I just said shut that. up. <laughs> right? Slow down. Yeah. Yeah, I think I feel that, like, there are moments in my life where I, I would say I... Yeah, where I've hidden certain things to to myself. Like, I've hidden things from myself. And then that's been a process. Because now I don't think I hide. Or I'm trying not to hide anything from myself. And that's a way better way to live. It's much happier. Mm -hmm. It's less scary. Well, and less mm -hmm. push and pull, right? You mm -hmm. don't have that tension. Yeah, there's no more tension. The tension I feel now is more out... It's like more outside of myself. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's a good tension though. Yeah. It's nicer tug of war than with yourself. And I think that's palpable too. I think people can, I think you can mm -hmm. sense that. I think you can feel that yeah. from people. Where you're like, oh, I don't like what I'm, I don't like this energy here. Yeah, you could feel when someone is contending with themselves. Yeah, it's way better. You feel comfortable. And you don't, yeah, you don't feel like you're going to, 
they might just lash out at you. Right. Yeah. yeah you yeah. don't feel that because it's under control. Yeah. And that's that's where you want to be, right? You don't want to be in a situation where you're just full of insecurities and no one can say anything around you and then they just stare at you. <laughs> that's not good. Mm -hmm. So it's the same with music, right? Because you want your music to be as authentic as possible. So part of the reason why I do those things is because I want my music to continue to be authentic. Right. So that's where... I find music to be like a sanitizing me. <laughs> yeah. You know, cause it, the further I dig deeper into those parts of me, the more my music becomes authentic. And I think that would be the same with you, right? In, in your work, like when you work out. Yeah. That's like exactly, the, I just do a different the track, medium. Yeah. Yeah. The you track of mythology and, and finding different, maybe theological things, I don't know, allows you to evaluate parts of yourself and also fight harder when you're doing your training because you have all that weighing on your shoulders. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you didn't Which do any of that and just did the training, you would probably collapse, I think. You know, like actually having different parts to the to the painting, you know? Yeah, because you got like, you know, the mythology that's giving you context for your, your, your journey within. And then from that, your gives you a map, gives you a map, gives that's you a map. the word, right? Yeah. And then you got your days lined up and you could trek towards it. And so then that's kind of, yeah, that's sort of what I try to do as well in my own journey as a musician. Yeah, it's painful. Yeah, but I mean that's a, that that's worth the it. yeah that's the point. Like I watched Lord of the Return of the King, Lord of the Rings. Oh, today. nice, yeah. Extended edition, of course. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, it's was unreal. That, is it like six it's, hours? It's four and a half hours. Well, it's amazing. phenomenal. Yeah, but it's it's just fascinating when you think about and okay to tie it into music mm -hmm. rather than going down Lord of the Rings. So Joe Bonamassa, Happier Times. So it's a acoustic version, and it's my favorite version of that song. The story behind that song is that he was with a woman, life is great, she leaves, life is bad, right? And that's kind of the idea. So he, <laughs> he, and on that album where Happier Times is first recorded is that process. I think it was Ballad of John Henry. Okay. Where it's, he starts off the happiest he's ever been. And then by the time they finish the album, he's the saddest he's ever been. So there's that real juxtaposition yeah. going on. Okay. And so Kevin Shirley, his producer, mm -hmm. I guess Joe was really, really down on this day, like real depressed. And so he goes, mm -hmm. okay, play the guitar and just whatever comes out as a solo, play it. Mm -hmm. And so he said he played and Kevin to this day says that it was by far the best solo he has ever played. And Joe does not remember playing it. That's amazing. Isn't that stunning? Wow. That's crazy. Chills, right? Isn't that yeah. fantastic? Yeah. It's badass. But it just goes to show, right? Like just that pain. And that's why it's amazing that you can, because to me, happier times. Right. It brings me tremendous joy. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful song. I love the song. Yeah. It's a great blues song. It's a depressing in, in the context, but it's beautiful. So someone's pain gave me great joy. And his right. expression of his pain helped alleviate his pain. Uh, yeah. There you go.
It's just happiness all around. <laughs> or at the very happy. least, love, right? Yeah. I mean, at least everyone's some type happy. of some mm-hmm. type of that. But Right. You know? That's so neat. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask you, since we mm-hmm. can probably we'll wrap it up. Curious your per, your uh, perspective on this. As a musician, a proper musician, mm-hmm. what ideally, so ideally for you, what would you want a fan to feel from your music? If you could just, what is the ideal thing or things that you want somebody to walk away from your music to say? If they could say to you, I did, I felt, I thought, fill in the blank. What would it be? Uh, Pain-free. <laughs> nice. That's what I aim at, usually. I want, I want my music to feel like a medicine for them. So usually when I'm playing, I'm thinking, oh, like, does this, where am I going with this? And, and do, the, like, can someone feel also like they're entering something different than where they were before? That is better. Yeah. Or, yeah. Usually I'm trying to aim at, okay, do they also feel the same emotions I'm feeling? Mm. If someone says, oh, I felt sad when I listened to that song, then I feel, oh, well, good. Because <laughs> I also felt sad when I wrote this. Right. <laughs> like, then it's a, it's a nice feeling that they understand what I'm also experiencing you know another one is um so pain-free would be one also i would say that they are able to feel what i'm feeling when i wrote the song because yeah that would be probably the best for me it's just nice knowing that or that they feel yeah they feel something more you know something better about themselves i don't know that that's always really encouraging for me mm-hmm so I think that's a that's probably what I aim at the most of the time, yeah. Yeah. That'd be it. <laughs> I dig it. Yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> and so with that, probably a good time to wrap up. Sounds You're good. gonna be leaving. You're yeah, leaving. Jeez, I'm leaving Vancouver. So what are you doing? Where Sunday, are you going? I'm headed to um, Thunder Bay, Ontario, where I was born. I, and then after that, I'm heading to Finland. That's so it. A year in Finland to do my Master's of Forestry, and uh, we'll see how it goes. We'll I mean, see what happens. Maybe we could record one in somewhere. <laughs> I foresee a Zoom call, at least, for sure. <laughs> that'd yeah, be fun. Definitely. Yeah, that, for sure. That'd be nice. But uh, it's yeah. a pleasure having you on the show again, man. I, I really enjoyed our, our first conversation. second yeah. one is... I enjoyed it. Hopefully, the, I hope so too. The audience enjoyed yeah. it. We were kind of off the rails today, but it was good though. We kind of just had a conversation, you know, yeah. of, of of where, you know, where we find inspiration. I guess that was cool. That's it. And hopefully, everybody can benefit from it. That's fun. Yeah, I've I've really enjoyed being on this pod. So, oh, thank you very our much. Our first conversation was really fun. I, and it was my first podcast ever, which That's was right. really cool. Yeah. So this is nice, you know. <laughs> starting it off somewhere that's right well mm-hmm. and with that we will say thank you thank you and we will be seeing you hopefully very soon all right folks see ya mm-hmm.